Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. Today, I am here with uh, Shyla Foot from Shyla's Equine Health and Wellness. So she has a, a health and wellness facility for our barrel horses. Woo-hoo. It's your hosts here, Shelby Stewart and Carolyn Kaler. So today we are going to talk about conditioning horses, specifically competitive horses, barrel horses. Shyla has a wealth of knowledge on the subject. She has been riding basically her entire life, I think, yeah. <laughs> on a horse and she's ridden all kinds of different horses in all sorts of different rodeo sp- um, genres. What do you call it? Sports? Classes, events. events. Thank you. Events. <laughs> uh, from goat tying to barrel racing and everything in between. And she obviously has a lot of experience getting our horses in rodeo shape. So, and now with her health and wellness business, that just um, amplifies her knowledge even more. So why don't you tell us? Oh, and of course she's a mom uh, with a son named Coulter uh, living in the middle of Manitoba. And um for those of you that aren't from around here, Manitoba is in the middle of Canada. So there you go. Shiloh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to ride horses, how you came to have your health and wellness business? Thanks. Thanks for having me today. I'm super excited to be here. So I've, like Carolyn said, I've been around horses my entire life. I was actually my first gym canna when I was two weeks old and my dad held <laughs> me through a couple events. And I have been in Jim Canna's kind of my whole life until grade seven. I ended up starting to high school rodeo and I was hooked. I didn't mm-hmm. leave that scene ever since. <laughs> and um, my main rodeo horse actually got hurt quite often. Um, and when she <laughs> did get hurt, it was like trying to take a leg off. So he had lots of healing time. And so that's kind of where some of my healing horses side of me came in because I had um, just myself as a resource for the most part to heal him. So I cold hosed him, gave him meds. He got to be the yard pet for a while. And (laughs) then when he was good for a year or so, then we got to rodeo and then he tried to hurt himself again. So then we just repeat the process. So that's kind of where that all got started. And I've always had a passion for healing and understanding horses and how how their mind works and what makes them happy and how they want to work really well for you. So when I went to Lakeland College in about 2012, I started learning about different modalities to help my horse perform better with massage, cranial sacral, things like that. And being on the rodeo team, it's very competitive out there. And so I did everything I could to help my horse feel the best they could so that I could perform the best I could. Mm -hmm. And um, after college, I found a facility out there that does what I have now opened up here. And it's called Cooley Equine. If you guys have heard of it, that's awesome. It has a rehabbing conditioning centers so they have a water treadmill salt spa and a bunch of other things to help your horse feel the best they can and that got me hooked on that for what I want to do for the rest of my life I just 
I just knew it. I loved it so much. And to help the horses and help the owners achieve um, things that they want to achieve in their life with their horse, it was very rewarding. So then I went to the BC College of Equine Therapy for two years and learned some sports therapy for horses to kind of help with body work and be able to work on my own horses and help other horses in that direction. And fast forward and we're now here where last year we put up a building to add a water treadmill, salt spa, solarium and PEMF to our yard and individual pens for the horses outside and some stalls inside. And now I get to help horses in Manitoba who um, need help and whether it's just conditioning or wound care or rehab from a surgery or a different kind of injury. That is what I do now. That is so cool. I need to come see your facility. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm getting all the tingles you just talking about it. So that's cool. Um, so back into the barrel horses, because I know we know each other from high school rodeo. So I know that you used to barrel race and goat tie and do all the things. I love that. Um, but what are your top tips for conditioning a barrel horse specifically? Hi, this is Shelby and Carolyn. We are two Canadian prairie ladies, raising babies, riding horses, and living the country life. We are on a journey to find health and wealth while building our ranches, and we want to share the journey with you. In this podcast, you can expect to hear us share our own experiences, as well as interview other inspiring humans. We'll cover topics such as human health, horse health, barrel racing, building a ranch, and so much more. We are ready to dig into the tough conversations like mental health, motherhood, farming challenges, finances, you name it. You will walk away from this podcast with tips, tricks, and strategies that will have you finding more joy and peace in your journey. We know there's a lot of juggling that goes into this lifestyle because we are living it. And as a nurse myself and Carolyn with a master's in animal science, we have a lot to bring to the conversation. So grab your coffee to go, throw on your messy bun and muck boots. Let's head to the barn and chat because we have business to take care of and we're sure you do too. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. I think a horse has to be well-rounded. So conditioning is not only in the physical, it is also in the mental and nutrition side of things as well. Because as we all know, if you don't eat well, you can't perform well. And if you're mentally not there, you also cannot perform to to your best ability. So um, in regards to the physical, strengthening muscles so that they have power and stability is a huge thing. So yes, barrel racing is about speed, but it is also about turning a barrel really tight, really fast. And if your horse doesn't have stability muscles and the strength to do that, um, a couple things can occur injuries are a huge thing. And um, as well as your horse just physically cannot do it as good as as you would like them to or as tight or as fast as you would like them to. You also need to have their wind up, obviously, because they're running a barrel pattern. So they have to be fast and they have to have some endurance at a very high speed. So that is also very important. So Long trotting and loping is also like a really good thing to do. I have found that 
I started loping a lot more on my horse versus trotting. They seem to have their wind a little better. Um, it opens up their lungs a lot more and they learn how to breathe a little bit better, a little more efficiently, opens up their diaphragm, their thoracic sling, things like that to really help them in the performance arena once we get to that point. Um, in regards to the strengthening side of things, some things that can be done are going up and down hills. Now, if you live in flatlands, that's okay because we still have ditches. And <laughs> although they're not super big hills, you can still wind up and down the ditches to help uh, with their stability muscles. So as they go up and down, they have to stabilize themselves or else they will fall. And that will help when turning a barrel because those internal muscles, those deep muscles will have a lot more strength to them. Uh, backing up is a really good one as well. It does a couple of things. It helps loosen up the body. It helps lengthen some of the muscles when you're doing it slow and steady kind of thing. And that will also help strengthen their whole, their whole body because they have to have the coordination and strength to actually be able to back up. If your horse gets comfortable enough, you can always start backing them up a hill. Uh, a lot of horses get a little nervous at first and don't think they can do it, but once they do start, they realize they can, but they can't go for very long at a time because it is a lot of work. Hmm. Um, other things you can do are going over poles. You can walk or trot over poles. And riding through water is always really good because that's a little bit of resistance training, which is what I do with the water treadmill at um, here at Shiloh's Equine Health and Wellness. Um, with the treadmill, we can also put an incline on it. So it is like we are working them up a hill. Uh, we can always back them up an incline if we want to. We can back them up flat and we can put the water at different heights and work them at different speeds. So we can really target a lot of different things and areas when a horse is feeling weak in a certain place. Interesting. And I never thought about going backwards on the water treadmill. Like it actually turns backwards. No, you just load the horse up backwards. Oh yeah. And, oh. Then, <laughs> and then you just back them up. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good one. Okay. We just leave that dry. Mm -hmm. We don't close it up and put water in there because that is a lot of work for them. But just yeah. backing up on there, it really helps them stay straight and they can't um, cheat and curve off as well mm -hmm. as it keeps them at a really steady pace. So they have to regulate themselves a little more. So it is it is quite effective. And um, core strength on the physical side of things, core strength is huge. If your horse doesn't have core strength, there are way too many things to talk about that could happen except that your horse is not strong so it their hind end can't engage properly they can't carry you properly they can't carry themselves properly so that is a huge thing and all these kinds of exercises can really help aid in the core strength side of things when it comes to mentality uh you have to know your horse every horse is different some horses love being drilled, love doing circles, love the arena work, that kind of thing. The next horse, such as my rope horse that I barrel race on, if I don't rope on her every once in a while, we start crashing barrels pretty hard and there's nothing I can do about it. But if I 
keep her mentally refreshed by letting her rope and going down the road and doing other things, she will run way better. So you have to know your horse and keep them mentally fresh. And in nutrition, I am not a nutritionist, but I have learned and talked to a lot of people who are really good with nutrition side of things. And you got to feed your horse appropriately to what their, what their performance level is, what their body type needs. For instance, my breakaway horse, super easy keeper, doesn't need a lot of extra anything. My barrel horse, on the other hand, is you, you got to pump feed to him. You need to give him a little more alfalfa because he needs that little extra energy, things like that. So it's important to feed your horse really well. And, and remember that supplements aren't always what you need for every single thing. You don't need 10 supplements to have your horse being fed well. Really good hay is a really good start. So that's always something to. Yeah, totally. You can't out- mind as well as that nutrition plays a huge role. Yeah, you can't out supplement bad hay. <laughs> right, totally. Exactly. So, yeah, my barrel horse for the most part is on pretty high alfalfa content because he needs that to keep weight on and to keep his energy levels up because he exerts a lot and he's a lot more anxious. And um, I give him oats. I don't feed him a lot of pelleted feed. And then as he needs supplements throughout the year, as we're going through a stressful season or a more competition season or, you know, different things, then I'll put him on little supplements temporarily to boost something and get him through. And then we move on and get back to like just good old nutrition kind of thing. So that's, that's how I feel um, a good barrel horse is is taken care of is on a whole bunch of levels, not just the physical level. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how you talked about all of those different aspects. So now we've talked about the things that you would recommend. What would you avoid doing? Like, have you seen people fall into any like pitfalls? Um, Especially if their horse isn't fully conditioned yet. What would you say about that? Well, if we are going to touch back on the nutrition, um, fads are a huge thing, even when it comes to other things for your horses, you know, fads are always a thing to, um, be aware of a lot of these products are really great products and not necessarily one is better than the other because everybody's situation is different. Everybody's horse is different. Um, for instance, everybody's hay quality is different. So you might need a certain supplement because your hay just physically doesn't hold that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that doesn't mean every horse needs that supplement. So that's something to keep in mind to keep your horse healthy, because if you're overdoing or underdoing something, then the balance isn't there. And then when it comes to your horse being not conditioned physically, That is a huge thing in my world. Um, That's something I just never feel like my horse is ever conditioned enough, which is um, is something that I battle with with myself, even though I do everything I can to keep them conditioned in um, an all around sense. But obviously, if your horse has been sitting out in the pasture all winter, and for instance, this spring was pretty awful to get your horses in shape. Probably Mm -hmm. the end of May to go to a barrel racing if you've only rode them four times is not your best option. 
because physically their muscles just aren't ready to carry you, aren't ready for the tight turns, aren't ready for any sort of explosion out of a barrel to get to the next one. And in their lung sense, um, their lungs aren't prepared for that kind of exertion either. So it's just, it's a little bit risky. And yes, your horse does have to start getting into those kinds of turns and doing stuff like that. So loping a pattern at home is okay to kind of start triggering some of those muscles and getting them back awake, so to speak. But um yeah, just making sure that you're taking it slow, especially if your horse has had a lot of time off is a is a huge benefit for you and your horse long term. And, you know, one day you can do a bit of an endurance type of ride to start getting the wind up. And the next day, maybe you're working on some some circles, some big circles, some small circles to really start engaging some of those muscles and things like that, but not doing the same activity over and over and over and over. It'd be like if you go to the gym. You haven't done anything all winter and you're like, hey, I'm going to get in shape. Let's go to the gym. And then you go hard for half an hour, 45 minutes. You won't function very well the next day. And so your horse will feel the same way. And so then that's not fair, fair to them or you, because then you won't be happy with your horse's performance either. Right. That's so true. So true. Sometimes I think I forget that, you know, Horses are a lot like us as far as muscle groups. <laughs> um, but you've told right. us the importance of all the different things to do to get your horse into shape, um, the nutrition and all those aspects. But say you're doing all the right things, you're going out there, you're riding your horse. How can you tell if your horse is ready and in good condition to start barrel racing and getting right into their discipline? You have been riding consistent horse has been feeling physically for at least a month, very out their pattern and things like that. And every horse is different. So again, you kind of have to know your horse. So for instance, again, going back to my two horses, my barrel horse, he feels a lot more athletic and ready to rock and roll a lot faster before my breakaway horse does. She is a heavier set she needs a lot more work to get her in running shape and safe running shape. So knowing your horse is huge, um, going back on the mentality side of things, if your horse doesn't want to run, is just lagging, you do have to know the personality of your horse because there are some lazier horses out there. There are some radier horses out there, things like that. But under, being able to understand the difference between your horse just physically can't do it because you haven't got him in shape enough versus your horse is just kind of lazy needs a little bit of encouragement to rem remember that they are athletic and they are athletes again so that is one way um knowing your horse is a huge part of it because if you don't then you you can't always tell the differences and knowing if you've been feeding your horse a good quality feed and things like that to know if your horse has the energy levels to exert. Has your horse been on some, you know, more sluey type grass because the, the winter was tough because the summer was tough to get good hay off. You know, your horse may not have the energy that they did, did or would have if they had a little higher quality something. So to take that into consideration on the nutrition side and 
yeah, you just, your horse will tell you if you listen. Uh, sometimes they throw little curveballs at you and you have to kind of <laughs> troubleshoot. But being able to tell, is your horse struggling getting out of the barrel? Are they kind of scrambling? If they're scrambling to get out of the barrel, then they probably aren't quite strong enough with their muscles in the stability side of things and the resistance training side of things. And so then those are some things that you can work on, like going up and down ditches and over poles, or you could bring them to the rehab center here and we can work them on the treadmill and really start strengthening them. So there's uh, those are some of the things I would look for if you feel like your horse isn't in condition enough. Awesome. Great information. Yeah. So what, what are some of the, like, I know you said to avoid the fads, so we're not talking fads, but what are some of the like newest technologies and tools that you're finding are really useful and helpful for conditioning? There are so many awesome things out there. And P, so PEMF, I'll list a couple off. Uh, PEMF is one red light therapy. Shockwave is something that the vets can do to help if you have a horse that's sore. Um, going to a rehab center with a water treadmill or something like that for some resistance training. Keeping your horse's uh, body work up to date. So with a massage therapist or cranial sacral or chiropractor, or osteopath, things like that, whatever kind of works for you and your horse. Equitaping is a good thing because uh, you can help support certain areas that might be a little weak or help release certain areas that might be there's the body work with the osteopath and things like that there's the equitaping which can really help release um some tight areas as well as support areas if needed and good nutrition those are really important to to help your horse feel the best and perform perform the best so um, PEMF is a pulse electromagnetic frequency and that works on a cellular level. There are different types of PEMF and they kind of work, a, they work the same, but a little bit differently. So that's something that if you're interested in, you just have to research and see what, what you feel will work the best for you and your horse. And there's lots of different ones in Manitoba and to find and, and practitioners to work with with that. Red light therapy is uh, been used a lot on like pain responses or triggering the body to start responding in a specific way. So using acupressure points or acupuncture points, things like that. And uh, then the shockwave, the vets again use a lot. So that's always... Uh, they always recommend when that would be a suitable time for the horse. And there's tons of different body work types of people out there. So there's osteopath, chiro, massage therapist, cranial sacral, many different kinds. And so, again, you just have to find what works for you, what works for your horse, and, and how that will benefit you guys the best. I'm so glad you explained the PEMF. I was totally, you read my mind. I was totally going to ask you that. And I was also wondering the equitaping, is that like, I've never done that before. Is that the, like, you kind of see the, the tape on the horse's legs and stuff. That's that I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like when people get taped sometimes after an injury, like if your shoulder 
you see some people with like the thick colorful tape on them um we can do the same thing with the horses so we can support sore areas and all it'll all kind of depend on how tightly you tight tape things how you weave things how much tape you put on and you can also release like do some fascia release and stuff to really help open up the systems of the horse and allow allow some of that circulation to to happen neat yeah that's very cool is that something that you would do at your place there is that every taping or it is something I've always been interested in and I have taped my own horses a little bit, but I am not certified or anything like that. So it is something I've been looking into and possibly putting on a course here. So <laughs> Olivia, <laughs> she's got her voice in there too. Sorry. <laughs> so we talked about um, some services that we could use, um, but tell us specifically your services there that you offer at your horse center. <laughs> he's so cute yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) the little happy screeches are awesome right so we have um a solarium and that is red light therapy so your horse stands underneath it and it increases circulation warms them up if they're dry and you want them to dry off a little or if they're wet and you want them to dry off a little faster that works um and so yeah it just promotes relaxation in the top line and I find a lot of horses really love going under there they tend to yawn and things like that a lot stick their tongues out a lot just they seem to adjust themselves even sometimes so that's pretty cool to see then I also do have PEMF it is called the IMRS and it is through Swiss Bionics and it's a lower intensity PEMF device and your horse stands between two mats and so it does a whole body treatment. I also have boots so we can target legs if we have a specific injury we're dealing with and what it does is it opens up the cells in the body and allows nutrients and oxygen to be utilized a lot more within each particular cell and then it can excrete waste a lot better too so in turn it promotes healing, allows circulation to be more efficient and can help get to a little more tougher areas mm. because the circulation is a little bit better. So it, that's how it helps um, with that. And I've noticed with horses that maybe have some lung issues, they tend to really respond to it. For instance, my barrel horse has heaves. And if I put him in that before and especially after, his recovery time after a run is faster and he feels like he has a little bit more to give me during the run. So it does help with the oxygen intake and the utilization of the body processes ultimately. And then we have a cold water salt spa. And so that is something Mm. the horse walks into. Everybody thinks when I say salt spa that it's gonna be like super chill and relaxing and everybody wants to go in it, but it's more like a polar dip. and it's got 250 pounds of salt in it so you can chill it colder without it freezing and it is really good for reducing inflammation in the lower limbs as well as healing wounds so even if we have a wound higher up on the body we have a pump and we can pump it on 
And so whether or not your horse has a tendon injury, maybe laminitis or some other inflammation in the lower limbs, we can help with that. Or if your horse, let's say, has just been hauling a lot during the summer and there's not necessarily something wrong, but they just maybe need a little bit of refreshing. It's like icing their legs, except you can do all four at the same time and it holds for hours after. It's, it's quite effective in that sense. So it really helps draw out the any fluid or puffiness or whatever that your horse might be holding onto in their legs from work. So is it like a tub that they stand in or how does that work? Kind of. Yeah. So think of it almost like they're walking into a standing stall. So they take a little step up in and on either side of them, one side has the tank that holds the water and the other side has the chiller and the filter systems. And then we close the doors. The water comes up from the bottom and they just hang out in there for 10 to 15 minutes, depending on, on the horse's attention span and what we're dealing with kind of deal. And when we're done, then we empty it and then we open the doors and then they just walk out. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Similar to the, uh, is it the aqua pacer that you've got there? The aqua? Um, I do not have the aqua pacer. I have, uh, the water treadmill through, uh, it is horse gym USA actually. Okay. And it's the one that I was familiar with when I worked at Cooley Equine. And I just personally just like the setup of it better. There's nothing wrong with a lot of the other ones. It's just my personal preference. That's all in my comfort zone, pretty much. So I have that. And that is a similar setup that the horse walks in from the back. We close the doors. We close a butt bar on them. We have a chest bar on them so they can't come up to the door because they're walking. So we don't want them to like step on the door and stuff. And it kind of keeps them a little more at a steady pace. And then we have tons of different things we can do with them. So we can certain horses. I've worked with a horse that broke his pelvis once. And so once he was old enough, the injury was old enough that we could start working him. We put him in. He stood there. We filled it as high as we could. And we let him walk for three minutes, five minutes at a slow pace, but just to really start getting him going through the range of motion and start to get the muscles working and to take some of the compensation pattern that he had developed out. So we were able to slowly work him up longer and longer and longer. So that's one way we can use it. We can also just put them in, get them walking, start the water, and we can put them at whatever height we want. So if we use the lower water heights, they are more likely to lift up their legs out of the water. So we're really working that range of motion in the limbs and they have to lift higher, things like that. And as you get higher, they start pushing through the water a lot more. So we can target different things a little bit more in that sense with the water height. We can also go different speeds. So if a horse has to just walk really slow because of the injury that they are dealing with or risk of an injury or a horse that has EPM, for instance, that doesn't have very good balance and stability, you can work them slower, work them deeper so they have a little more stability and they start building up their coordination, their strength, their stamina to be able to start working for the owner in the future. And I have also done some interval training with horses on the treadmill once they start getting into a little better shape if I have them for a month or so. 
So I'll work them at a certain speed for a certain time frame, and then I will bump them up to where they really have to walk through that water, really have to push hard for a minute or so. And then I'll bump them back down for a little bit and then I'll bump them back up so I can do a little bit of interval training with them as well, which is kind of fun. And backing up is another thing like we had discussed, as well as we can put them on an incline. So when they're working, we can also put a little bit of an incline, which puts a totally different type of muscle engagement in in the workout. Like, so it's like spin class for horses. Yeah. (laughs) You play music too? (laughs) I I have a stereo set up that I can hook up to my Bluetooth. (laughs) That's awesome. So if, uh, if people want to find out more about what you've got going on and get more in-depth knowledge from you, how can they get in touch with you? So you can always call or text me at my cell number is 204-371-0701. That's probably the most reliable way to get a hold of me. Um, I have a Facebook page called Shyla's Equine Health and Wellness. And on there, I post some of my wound horses that I've helped. And you get to see the equipment on there. You get to see a little bit more and you get a a visual taste of, of what I do. And those are kind of the two main ways at the moment. I am working on a website, but haven't quite got there yet. And I guess I do have Instagram, but honestly, I'm working on being better at it. And maybe one day <laughs> we all? see some things on there, <laughs> but I'm not as up to date with that. Uh, but those are kind of the three ways to, to get a hold of me. And we are actually located just five and a half miles north of the co-op gas station on the number one at McGregor. So we are really close to the number one highway, which is pretty awesome. That's handy. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Shyla. Like what a wealth of knowledge you've got going on there and some really cool equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun talking to you guys. Me too. (laughs) Wonderful. I learned a lot actually. (laughs) And I need to go and implement some of these strategies like today today. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So thanks for everyone for tuning in and listening to another episode of ride like a mother. And as always, you can email us, you can reach out on social media. We'd love it. If you jumped on the app, wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a review or subscribe, if you want to hear every Thursday, we have new episodes. So yeah, thanks for tuning in and uh, we will see you at the next jackpot.